Hi there. Happy Thursday. My name is Spencer, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Tempo Report. I recently got the opportunity to sit down with singer-songwriter Hannah Georges. We touch on her creative process, and she lets me in on what it's like collaborating on an album with other musicians. I hope you enjoy. Could you start start off by uh, telling my audience who you are and what you do? Yep. Um, well, my name is Hannah Georges, and I'm a singer-songwriter. Was music something you always wanted to do? You know what? Yeah, I kind of think so. I remember just falling in love with music when I was a little kid. My dad was a really incredible musician, and he was always kind of playing the piano around my sisters and I, and I just saw how happy that made him feel whenever he would perform or entertain and play in front of people. And I think that energy definitely rubbed off on me. And my mom put me into piano lessons when I was a kid, and I just kind of took to it and um, started writing music as soon as I could figure out my way around the piano and I just remember like kind of always going off by myself and like humming and singing to myself and and writing my thoughts a lot I just found like it was something that just really felt good and made sense and it was just always a constant in my life I was kind of always involved in music and something that just really made me feel passionate so yeah it kind of always was really really kind of staring at me in the face (laughs) um would uh would you say like you've had you've always had like a your family's like been a support um system for you to like take on music Mm. It's interesting. It, it It's like my family was really supportive in the sense that they wanted me to be a, like gave me the opportunity to have piano lessons and my mom, you know, paid for singing lessons. And if it wasn't for that, like I probably wouldn't be doing this right now. But at the same time, my mom and my dad both as much as my dad loved music, he never wanted me to be, uh, or he didn't really kind of, you know, suggest that I become a musician or work as my, you know, have it be my career path. They were very, they didn't really support that. And I understand their kind of feelings behind it, that they just thought it was a really hard thing to do and that I shouldn't you know I should go to university and I should get an education and be a 
something other than (laughs) being a musician. So it was like in the way that they felt they could support me. um, I think it was there. And I think, but also that it was, it was kind of a mixed thing. And I feel like, you know, now that my, my dad isn't, is no longer alive, but my mom, now that she sees that I, you know, I really take it seriously and it's been my career for a number of years. There's no like doubting it, I think, but she's, yeah, it's, it's a very, um, it's a good question, (laughs) I guess. It's like, yes. And, and no, but yeah, I hope that answers something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's just, um, it's um it's a process like you know uh how would you describe your genre of music to someone who hasn't heard you before Ooh, um that's always so hard uh it's kind of a weird question for me to to answer but it's like it's a real question <laughs> um i just kind of say if someone hasn't heard me and they don't know anything about me or much about like music I just say it's like I'm a singer songwriter it's um has it's it's indie alternative pop music if if uh yeah if I'm kind of just generalizing things um that's basically how I'll just tell someone if someone asks me you know, I'm sitting on a plane and someone asks me what I do and, okay, what genre it is. That's what I'll, that's the answer that I'll have in the bag, I guess. Would you call yourself diverse? Um, in what, and, oh, in terms of, like, what I write? Yeah. Do you, like, go between um, genres to, like, mm-hmm. write different kinds of music or? Um, I like to to challenge myself I think it's important to like not always do you know try go go down the same avenues to get to your to 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 whatever to make a song I think it's important to like just come up with different ideas work with different people um I'm I gravitate to certain things that I like um uh, as far as, you know, sounds go. So I feel like there's obviously, uh, kind of a, a fluid, uh, just same kind of thing that happens. And in terms of the way I like write songs and find melodies and lyrics and stuff like that. But I, I think, as far as me trying to just challenge myself and try different things, that's where I would say I try to diversify myself. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely it's definitely a challenge, mm-hmm. figuring out your musical identity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think... Uh, as an artist it's important to just like grow and and get better and you know I listen to older stuff and I'm like 
oh, I sound different now. I feel like I, you know, I sing differently and um, I, I maybe wouldn't choose that choice that I did then, but this is how I do it now. I think it's just all part of, you know, getting better at something. It's like someone who, you know, you doing your, your radio show, it's like you're constantly learning and finding ways to make things improve. And, and, um, you go through your process, you interview different people. I make records, I work with different people and you just learn things along the way and you, you become better and you become, um, I don't know, or you're just, you're just, you're just learning and progressing and, and learning more about yourself. That's very true. That's very true. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what accomplishment are you most proud of uh, throughout throughout your music career? Mm. Um, I think the most important thing is like there's obviously things that like wow I got to have this opportunity and do this special thing and there's there's things on my list that I really like hope and dream for but I think the most important thing and to hear is or and to do is to like just have people resonate with my music and like people who relate to it and feel better because of it or find comfort in it and when I get messages like from people that have said it's really helped them through a challenging time or it's like um yeah, it's just help them. I think that is a really big, that's the accomplishment. Um, and that just makes me feel good. And like I'm doing, you know, something's resonating and something's working. Right. I can, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's, sometimes it's trial and error. It's sometimes, you know, you know, uh, what direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. in um yeah and you know sometimes it's a good way to build build confidence i guess mm-hmm. um back before this um whole like pandemic thing hit yeah um, uh what was like your favorite thing about like touring and do you have any like stories from the road that you'd like to share with me right now Mm. um what's my favorite thing about touring I think the best thing about touring the most rewarding thing about touring is when you feel like you're getting better and better on stage and you're getting more comfortable and your band and yourself or and myself are like feeling really synchronized and we're just like killing it and having good shows one night after the other. And we're getting, yeah, we're learning and we're talking about like, Oh, we should try this transition. And, and I just, I think, yeah, the most, that's the great, I think that's the greatest thing about touring is like playing show after show after show repetition where, you know, I'll have times where I'll go, three months without playing a show and then go play like a random show and it's good but it it feels like there's something to be said to 
um, about getting into a rhythm. And I really like that. Um, I also just really like um, seeing new places and, and um, you know, touring is, is, you don't really get a lot of time in places, but when there's those moments where you get to, you know, you have a day off and you get to kind of walk around and, and, and like see something special or, um, just get out for some fresh air. That's really nice. So yeah, there's been, there's definitely along, along the way, there's been some really fun things that I've done on the road with people and, uh, in my band and in other bands and things like that. That's cool. Don't you find like music's like a universal language that everyone speaks? Mm, I do. I I feel like a hundred percent that. Um, I feel like people. Yeah, there's just something that happens to people when the a song resonates. It's it's an indescribable weird thing, but it's a beautiful thing and I think that's why I kind of (laughs) keep why I'm still doing what I'm doing what's the most um unique uh strange place that you ever played like a venue or um a city or be unique and strange place so hard sometimes because things really mold into one <laughs> one one place um yeah very true thing i know like i've i've gone to germany out of all the places i've toured i i keep returning back to germany and it's like such a interesting place um there's just this strip called the Reaper Bond that's really wild and cool and and that you can just you know you walk down the street and there's all kinds of things that you can do there's like also really weird sex shows that you can go to it's just like super weird i okay here's a good place the mo- my favorite place to tour to is amsterdam i think um <laughs> Yeah, it's just like so magical. You can, it's more catered to someone who wants to go ride, like everybody rides bikes there. So the, um, it's just, yeah, it's more like a city for people, for cyclists than car people in cars. And there's just all these cool pathways and roads and, um, kind of canals and it's just a really really cool place and you can just kind of walk into a, a pub somewhere and um, it feels really cozy and I just found it was like such a an enchanting spot and every time I'm there I'm like oh I want to just rent a bike and explore it's yeah that's kind of I think that place really spoke to me yeah I I mean Things things that I've heard about the Amsterdam is it, it's you know uh, quite laid back and it's mm. definitely on my it's definitely on my list of yeah it's really really cool places to visit you yeah so in your opinion how do um, like North American audiences 
differ from European audiences? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's always a treat to play in Europe. Uh, it's different. Uh, it's hard to put my finger on what's different about it. People are really appreciative. Um, people are really quiet when I when I perform. Um, not that people aren't quiet out here. It's just a different energy that I feel when I'm playing in Europe. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like there's like a nice, there's a, there's a nice energy in Europe for sure. Yeah. And it's very, it's, it's new. Like I'm used to playing in North America more than I am in, uh, more than I go overseas. So it's always like just a different energy maybe more so in my mind than it is in reality but uh, interesting interesting mm. that's that's very cool um some of my favorite songs of yours are robotic mm-hmm. um shorty ride back mm-hmm. and uh don't go okay um, what are some stories behind those songs and what do they mean by what do they mean to you mm. um well I remember with ride back I was working on when I was writing that song I was working on something different all day I remember like kind of working on a song and being really frustrated that I just couldn't figure it out I was just feeling like you know, it's one of those times where you're working on a song that just takes months and months and months and you're kind of, you just keep going back to it because you think there's something that's good that's there, but you can't really figure out the whole thing. And so I just decided to take a break from that. And then I just started messing around on my piano and all of a sudden I just wrote Ride Back. So... I just took a break from something that just wasn't working and ride back just kind of spewed (laughs) out of me. And I just wrote it in like, as I was singing it, it was like a really fast thing. And so it was kind of awesome. It was nice to just feel like, okay, it's important to really like not be too hard on yourself when you're feel like you're banging your head over a wall to try to get this other, you know, this idea down that's just not really kind of working. It's okay to move on from it and like try something else. And that's just like an example of ride back. Um, And I don't know, I really, I really like that song. And it's, I feel like it resonates with like (laughs) the time that we're in right now with, with the pandemic and um and it's also about like just kind of being anxious about the world kind of and life slipping by and not doing the things that you really think you should be doing but or being overwhelmed by things and waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep because because it's just 
I don't know. Life is overwhelming sometimes. So that's what that song's about. <laughs> um, Shorty, I remember writing that song on guitar and just kind of thinking that I wanted to write something that was really light and really fun. I used to like, I was thinking about like when I was a teen and I really liked to like go to parties and I really like going like <laughs> to clubs and dancing and um I just kind of wanted to write about that um yeah and don't go is a song about what like I don't know I think about I think about death sometimes <laughs> and um I you know I've lost I've lost my dad and uh but that was it was really it was a long time ago but I was thinking about like the feeling of what it would be like to lose my mom and and uh and how overwhelming that can feel uh, uh at times so that was what that song was about and robotic is a bit more of like I guess stems more from the feeling of ride back. It's got a similar, similar um, sort of vibe, I guess. Uh, feeling, feeling anxiety. I've, I, you know, I, I like to write about things that kind of just feel, feel like we're all, we are all human, and we all experience fear and maybe more so than people might disagree with me, but I, I do. And I feel like it's, it's important to like write about things that are real and what people can like relate to and find comfort in. And, um, and I, you know, I don't want to write about sad. I think in that there's like a lot of hope and I, I like to kind of, I don't know, write about, write about that. Yeah, I mean, it's important to, you know, get get a conversation started. You know, those topics are important. Mm -hmm. They're heavy, but they need to be addressed mm -hmm. in some way and they're kind of they're kind of taboo, so people are kind of just like tiptoeing around them trying to figure out how to best address Mm -hmm. those topics and you know to me I, those those songs are great i i love them like they're you know especially um <laughs> ride back so relaxing Aww. i find um my uh, friend told me that <laughs> he his his kid um was obsessed with I guess Ride Back is the very first song on my last album and that like as soon as those horns kicked in that was the thing that would make his kid fall asleep so <laughs> he would put his child to bed and turn on my record and that was the thing that kind of put him down all the time that would like make him fall asleep and um, so he told me that he's listened to um, my album because of his child like way too many times <laughs> but I love that it, it made me laugh you never know how like 
It will resonate. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Something so powerful. Like it's how, like what's your creative process? Like when coming up with lyrics. Mm. Um, It's not always the same thing. Um, I feel like lately what's been helping me is I just write a bunch of thoughts down. Um, I write, um, I make notes in my phone when I'm going for walks. I'll like get uh, some inspiration and have things that like will just kind of be floating around in my head that I want to say. So I'll write it down in my iPhone or I'll come home and I'll just write on pieces of paper and I kind of collect it. I don't, I really don't like to throw anything out that I write down and it all collects and then I'll look back at it and kind of find little nuggets that I'm like, Ooh, I like that. That's kind of an inspiring thing to, to sing about. That's one way. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes I'll just kind of sit down at the piano and start playing chords or I'll start, um, if I'm really stuck or I feel like I just want to get down and start writing, I'll start playing other music, like classical music and then find chords within that. And, and then that will just kind of start some ideas and I'll start singing some stuff over top of chords. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of different at different times. There's been like, I have this really cool synth called a, it's called an OP one and I'll like play a beat and, um, and that, and I'll try like singing a melody over top of it and that will inspire a song. Um, I wrote a song called crazy shit and that, that song was inspired just by playing like a weird beat that I figured out on, on, on the, on the synth. Um, yeah, it kind of, it's different. And I think, you know, sometimes I have ways of just like, I keep going back to the same way and I I like to just see if I can change it up to, so I'm not like writing you know, gravitating to the same chords or, or, you know, picking up a guitar and I'm not really that great at guitar. So I only know so much. So I'll just maybe, I, I don't know, just, I think it's good to like, just try different things. Yeah, very true. It's like, you know, when creating, you need to just sort of mess around a little bit to figure out what fits right. Mm-hmm. For sure. How did you uh, come up with the title for your uh, new album? Mm. Um, well, I was, there's a song, the first song on the record is called That Emotion. And the chorus of that song is hide behind all that emotion, see how long, how far you can keep going. And I was like, hmm, I like... I like that phrase, all that emotion. I like, um, you know, all these songs feel really personal and I feel like I write, it's a good way to kind of encompass how I like to write music and, and, and that's um, through feeling 
like I need to express emotion and and so I don't know. I, I'm also really terrible at titling anything. Um, when I was working with my producer, <laughs> I was sharing like all like the random titles I had for my demos. And he's like, at one point, he's like, yeah, you got to change. You got to change those titles. And I'm like, yeah, I know if you honestly if you have any suggestions please help me because I just don't I I'm like it's not something I'm very good at I know people who are so good at like coming up with record titles and um titles for songs and I just like really don't like doing it (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I'm the same with like I can put down put words down on a page but like yeah as far as as far as titling like an article or something Uh, i I hate it suck at it (laughs) yeah it's just like how do you how do you sum up what you are trying to say in a in a on a record it's you know it's it's obviously it's a good thing to do but i find it really challenging (laughs) Am I correct in uh, this record was collaborated on with members of the National? Yes. So, yes, you're right. I worked with <laughs> um, a gentleman named Aaron Desner, and he is a member of the National. And him and I worked on the album together. Um, and... Uh, a fellow named John Lowe, who he's not in the national, but he works on a lot of national records and works with Aaron all the time. He, he worked um, with Aaron and I, he engineered and mixed it and he mastered it. Um, And then we had um, just other, other players that, um, came in and and did some stuff and then matt the singer of the national he he sang on a song um what was that process like collaborating with another band so to speak to make a record um it was it was great i like you know i i guess i was more so just it was just aaron and i for the most part um working together and it was really a, a special beautiful awesome experience because i really um admire him and um i just really want i was really excited to have that opportunity to go record with him so yeah it was pretty cool we i we did um i i would travel from Toronto to upstate New York, drive out there, and I'd spend a week um, at his studio that he has. And, and we did, we did three sessions of that. So we kind of, and we spread it out throughout the year. So I, I recorded with him in April and sometime in the summer and then sometime in the fall. And then we worked on mixing and mastering it kind of out of the comforts of, you know, him being where he was and me being in Toronto. Uh, so yeah, it was a really cool way to work on a record. And 
and it was it was really nice to work on it with him because I'm I, I'm a big fan of what he's made and I'm and I really loved I've really loved the national. Yeah, they're 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult would you say it was to like work remotely? Um, well, I guess as far as like we worked on this record before anything happened with the pandemic, we started working on it in 2018. So we, I had, you know, it was nice that I could. Um, go into the studio and work on it we did actually like send so a lot of there were there was a drummer by the um his name was jason truding he came in and um played on everything and then we had another drummer named uh james McAllister who worked on a few songs and he never came into the studio we just sent him um, we sent, we sent him the, uh, the music and he, you know, he recorded stuff at his studio in LA and then we had, you know, Aaron went and spent a day with, um, this, this, uh, fellow named Thomas Bartlett and they recorded some, they got a bunch of piano stuff and then came back to me and, and Aaron and I went through stuff. And so it was kind of interesting that we would, you know, we had some people in and then we'd send some stuff to some people and then they would send, um, parts back to us and we would edit it ourselves or sorry, Aaron and John would edit it. And so there was some things that were kind of remote and then something, and obviously me being in the studio, um, together with Aaron and then, um, you know, the mixing process, I, it was remote and mastering and stuff. I wasn't there with them mixing and that's happened on basically, uh, on, on my other records that that same thing happened. I think on some things I, towards the end of the mixing process, I'd go hang out and be in the studio with them. I re- I prefer that. I'd like to like it's just so much easier to communicate, you know, changes that you want to make when you're in a room with somebody as opposed to like, you know, having to write these big detailed emails out and trying to kind of explain where things, how you feel about things. So, Right. Well, it sounds like it was, uh, you know, quite the experience. So the recording process happened before COVID and then, you released you released the album at the start of the pandemic. How like how important would you say uh, music is at a time like this and connecting with people? Mm, I think it's really important. I think for me, releasing music, you know, right now, it, I I felt like it was like unnecessary. A very necessary thing one because it's been a while since I had put out any original stuff it's been four years um so I thought that was really important and I felt like I couldn't really wait um I also think we're just living in a different world right now where um it's important for artists to be releasing content and 
And I also think, yeah, just like what you said with the current situation that we're in, that people really are, people are consuming music and really wanting to hear music. People are at home and, and I, I feel like there's, you know, it's comforting. I've had a couple of records this year where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I have this album to listen to right now. It's really important. Um, so yeah, I do think it's, it's important. I do think it's also really tough for musicians who, you know, when you put out a record, you go tour it, you go play, you go to different cities and you, you know, you make, um, money through your shows and selling your album on, on the road and stuff like that. So there's like, I know how, how it, it, it feels weird for, for musicians right now to not have like to release an album and not to be able to, and not be able to go, um, tour it and promote it. So, um, but for me, I feel like it's, it's the right thing to do. And I, I think it's just good to be putting out, to be putting out songs. Yeah. And plus like, you know, uh, keeps your mind, mind fresh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to like be able to have the means to still like work on music and still use that part of my brain and be creative. Um, you know, I've gone through like moments during this time where I think a lot of my headspace was like um I don't know, I've just been like in putting out a record mode but I've had moments where I've felt like creative and and I'm kind of switching my my creative brain on even more as the winter (laughs) sets in and um yeah it'll be it'll be fun to like get creative and and write new stuff too so to end things off um where's the best place uh for people to find you online um basically uh the best place is the best place for where you like to consume music i guess so if you're an apple listener i'm on apple i'm on spotify you just can like look up my name hannah georges and find my music i have a website and i have um my new album for sale and I actually just collaborated with this company called Routine um, uh, that two women um, in Calgary started, and it's like an all-natural product line, and I made my own deodorant (laughs) with them, (laughs) and it's awesome, Uh, and so I have that stuff. I have shirts and things like that, but um, yeah. You can you can find me if you just Google me. You can find me on Instagram and all the all the places. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to talk to me, and I I appreciate it. Um, of course. I'm sorry it took so long. Thanks for thanks for um, reaching out, and thanks for yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, well, no, no worries. I understand like how, you know, busy things can get and it's just the way things 
go and I'm happy we got the chance. Me too. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thanks. This is Hannah Georges, and you're listening to Spencer Williams host The Tempo Report. I hope you enjoyed my interview with singer-songwriter Hannah Georges. For more information on this artist, go to hannahgeorges.com. If you liked this episode, you can find more of the Tempo Report on my website, djspencer.ca. I would also like to thank Christina Fernandez from Listen Harder for making this possible. Now I have a special treat for you. I'm going to play the new single from Hannah Georges called Prayed Away. Hope you enjoy and have a great day. Despite